0: Welcome to your New Hampshire National Guard podcast.
1: We are always ready, always there. This podcast series is a production of the State Public Affairs Office.
0: Hello, I'm Tech Sergeant Charles Johnston with Public Affairs, and I'm here today with Major Brooks Hayward and Staff Sergeant Wayne Comtois to discuss competitive shooting in the Guard and the marksmanship training team. Major, we'll start with you. Could you tell us a little bit about the team?
2: Marksmanship Training Team is really a name given to a series of programs that take place within the New Hampshire Guard. So uh, clearly with its name, it it works with marksmanship, small arms specifically, but it works with any type of weapon system um, that we have in the National Guard. Uh, It works with both the training side of it to develop soldiers' skills, uh, to meet their qualifications, to better learn how to use the weapon system. Um, as well as the competitive side of uh, competing in marksmanship
0: events. Sergeant Comptois, you are the senior marksmanship instructor for the program. And
1: what do your duties entail? So I assist units with uh, preliminary marksmanship instruction. So helping at the lowest level, you know, basics of fundamentals of marksmanship, uh, teaching different things like traditional shooting positions like prone position or kneeling position um also alternate shooting positions which would be something like you know kneeling behind a barricade or you know whatever it is shooting out of a, a window things like that which you know the new qualification course kind of incorporates those types of things uh i help develop lesson plans training plans and I also um, am lucky enough to, and fortunate enough to be able to be a member of the marksmanship community here on the competitive side as well. So I shoot, you know, the regional events and the national events um, and help try to develop other teammates to assist us with that and, and compete with us. In the midst of developing the team, you've you've both competed at, at various levels to
0: include locally here at our annual ad, uh, Adjutant Generals match, actually held in Devons, at regionals in Vermont, and... At nationals in Arkansas, correct?
2: Yes, um, both of us have competed at those levels, uh, as well as other local uh, civilian matches, as well as uh, CMP civilian marksmanship program matches um, with Sig Academy right down the right down the road from us. Really, we've competed there at certain of their events, as well as IDPA and USPSA, which are civilian events.
0: And how do these events uh, differ, and what what types of of, of ranges of qualification do they entail?
2: So there, I wouldn't say that there's really a, a qualification uh, needed to participate in any of those events. As long as you can handle firearms safely and you understand what you're doing, then come out and give it a try. Um, the the community um, on the military and the civilian side is very welcoming for the most part, and they will help you through whatever questions, concerns, problems, they'll help you learn, um, they will help you get better. And honestly, just by competing, you will develop uh, better as a marksman throughout. Uh, to go back to the, the tag match or the Adjutant generals match specifically, um, really every soldier should make an attempt to participate in that. It, it really is it's an entry-level program at the state level where any soldier that's been through their advanced individual training or basic training or whatever the Air Force has as their, their equivalent of that, they're already equipped to with the skills needed to go out to compete. Now, are they gonna win on their first try? Probably not, but they're still gonna get better and they're gonna have a really good opportunity to see what the marksmanship community is like. Um, and the way we try to develop our Adjutant Generals matches, it's a training event nested within a competitive event. The idea is to get better over that period of time, or at the very least, learn some weaknesses you can work on for the following year.
1: Yeah, one of the things that's great about the the tag match, as we call it, is that you have the opportunity to shoot courses of fire that you will never get the chance to do just training and doing your yearly qualification with your unit. So you get to shoot at further distances, you get to shoot at closer distances from different Uh, Alternate events, like we an event that we shoot typically every year is called the reflexive fire, which is rifle shooting while standing at 25 yards. Uh, That's not something that you're going to typically get the chance to do when you just do your yearly qualification with your unit. Um, Shooting out at further distances as well. This year's uh, tag match had two or three events that were out to 400 yards, which... If you're the person who only qualifies once a year with your unit and you don't do anything extra than that, you only ever shoot out to 300. So, you know, it's a little bit challenging in that regard as well. And we look forward to being able to coach people who are newer shooters who have never done that before because it's kind of like a daunting task the first time you try to do it. So we we try to incorporate a lot of different things to get people to be able to shoot events that they wouldn't normally do if they were just training with their unit.
0: Our tag match that we hold annually has actually produced some really good shooters uh, you included, who have gone on to compete at regionals and nationals. How has that progressed
1: our our level of competition uh, regionally and nationally? So one of the things we use the tag match for is to identify people who have a – Uh, a a skill level that's high enough to where we can use them to compete at regionals and or nationals and actually be competitive. So we we typically we we hold training events throughout the year, which we try to hold graded or rated events while we do that. And we keep track of those scores. But the tag match is one that's very useful because a lot of the courses of fire that we shoot at the tag match are Kind of similar, if not the exact same, as courses of fire you'll see at regionals and nationals. So we identify shooters who are highly skilled at, at tag, and we can take them and try to make the the best possible team we can to move on to regionals and then nationals after that.
2: When we're looking at competitive events, we're really trying to consistently grow that field of competitors. So if we're doing the if we're doing our job when we are. Or when, rather, when Sergeant Comtois is out there training soldiers, whether he's just conducting a simple PMI or he's conducting um, some level of assisting with a qualification or some short-range marksmanship or something to that effect, um, once we can identify some of those soldiers that already have some skill sets, you know, adding some encouragement, you know, inviting them out to other events, things like that. You know, hey, maybe you should try. Maybe you should come out to the tag match. You know, I, I think everybody should come out, but there's some you may want to give a little extra, little extra encouragement to because you, you can see something in them right there. Um, but the reality is is that unless you, unless you're constantly growing the program with participants and competitors. Um, you're you're going to get stale really really fast, and it's going to turn into like a good old boy shooting club, which is most certainly not what this organization is or what this program is. Um, not only are there rules at most of the events where you have to bring new shooters, but the reality is is that you know everybody's moving on. I was I was a member of this team a few years ago, with within the organization. I was assigned as a member of this team a few years ago. My my career has pushed me somewhat away from it. Um, I still participate, but I'm not assigned here any longer. And that's going to happen for Sergeant Comtois at some point. It's going to happen with Sergeant Weiner at some point. So who's that next crop of individuals we're going to bring in that are going to take the reins and run with this program and continue to grow it? I have no idea. But you know what? We'll find out once we continue to grow the program with competitors year after year.
0: You just got back from nationals, both of you. How did that go? You had uh, one team of, uh, was it? Um, at least one team of soldiers and one team of airmen that went?
1: Yeah, we had two teams. Uh, One was comprised only of Army and one was comprised only of air, so four each team. Uh, We had a lot of fun. We learned a lot of stuff. We learned a lot about ourselves individually and as a team. um, It was very hot, very humid. Uh, It bothered some people. It didn't bother some people. It's, it was like we had one day that was the real feel was like 108 degrees and it was like you know 80 humidity or something crazy like that and with a very stiff wind so that was another challenge too the, the wind flag looked like it was frozen at one point so it was uh we had a lot of fun and we you know we always want to go out there with the intention of winning the event and we didn't win the event i don't I mean, I don't believe we placed in the top 10. Uh, hey, we don't, we don't want to team. talk about that. <laughs> but uh, we had a lot of fun, and we definitely learned a lot of stuff. Um, uh, we, we had the, the Air Force team was all four air, airmen were new to nationals. None of them had been there before. So they got a, a healthy dose of an education of what it takes to compete at that level, which is awesome.
2: Yeah, and, and as much as we were split into an Army team and an Air team, the program really is joint. It's It's the entirety of the New Hampshire Guard. And there's no rule nor requirement for us to uh, be segregated by, by branch. Um, it just kind of worked out that way this year. Um, in the past, we've had air members and Army members mixed together on those teams w- without any issue. Um, and, and even our training events, we try to bring in as many of the air members as we can. There's some challenges with funding and some other status-type things, but usually we can work through those as best we can. Uh, based on availability and things like that.
0: So by by contrast uh, with regionals in our tag match, what makes nationals so challenging?
2: So one of the biggest things with nationals is you're literally looking at some of the best shooters across the entire fifty four states and territories. So you so I was sitting next to a soldier um, from Arkansas who the week prior had just won, and tied records at Camp Perry shooting event the week prior. Um, Another soldier who was there had tied or who had won potentially tied records, I'm not sure exactly, in different events at Camp Perry. And that's probably like the pinnacle of um, shooting within the United States, at least within our our form or our discipline of shooting. So you're literally shooting elbow to elbow with, with truly accomplished marksmen. Um, you're also uh, shooting at a location that is able to support events or, or specific matches that we can't support at Devons or here in the state or even over in Vermont, um, just due to distance and all the overhead that it takes. So while we shoot at 400 yards here with our with our Adjutant General's match, and we shoot at roughly three to 400 yards when we go to um, when we go to the regionals. At Nationals, you're shooting at 600. Um, obviously not every event, but you're shooting at 600. You're also shooting for the entirety of a week. So not that it's incredibly physically uh, taxing, but by the end of the week, there's there's a level of fatigue from having shot all week. And, and oh, by the way, most of these matches are not static matches there's movement involved in a lot of the stages um, so you're not moving from an air-conditioned vehicle or air-conditioned room out to a firing line laying down and shooting it's all right here's all of your stuff all of your equipment now you're required to run one 300 yards with all of it engage something transition to a different weapon system engage that retrieve additional equipment or ammunition at this place at this place and then engage a different. Um, a different target array in in this way, um, so between that and then time limits added to it and the scoring method, um, it it can be it can be quite a bit. Um, and and we find that a lot of the newer competitors, while while they may have competed at both the uh, local and the n- regional match, uh, once they get out to the nationals, it's it's a different feel. It really is, and there's a lot of preparation that goes into it. Of just kind of get comfortable with it, uh, and it's hard to replicate that anywhere but at um, at Camp Robinson in
0: Arkansas. So in the midst of, of having fun and honing marksmanship skills, there's some awards that you can win at these events, yeah, uh, there right? certainly
1: are. Yep. There's uh – We call them leg points, which is just a fancy way of saying there are different levels of awards you can win. At a state match, you can win uh, a bronze marksmanship award for both pistol and rifle. You have to, there's calculations that go into it, but basically the top 10% of shooters who haven't already earned that award at a state event can earn uh, what we call the leg points. And basically it's a permanent award that goes on your dress uniform. It's fancy, it's pretty, it's kind of, you know, bragging rights for those who have been lucky enough or skilled enough I should say to to earn it which includes both of you <sighs> yep um, at the you know the next at the higher level events regionals and, and nationals you can move up to silver uh, awards and, and even become if you stay around long enough and compete at a high enough level you can go what we call distinguished which is a again a permanent award that goes on your your dress uniform um, but that's really the kind of ultimate bragging right in the combat marksmanship competition community is if you're distinguished or not um then we we have a few of those guys in, in our state who are distinguished and they've shot really well for a long period of time and then we have guys like myself and, and the major who are still working towards it i'm only two points away two points
0: <laughs> but even uh, even uh, at a lower level for example the tag match was a, which is kind of the entry uh level of the three that we've discussed here you you can win a state award and you see a lot of even relatively young newer shooters earn that. Right? Absolutely, so governor's twenty. So
2: yep, you can get the governor's twenty, um, where the governor of New Hampshire actually recognizes you with a uh, signed signed certificate um, awarding that tab, um, and really that's the top twenty uh, participants within the within the tag match. Um, there's another higher level called the Chiefs fifty, uh, and that is the. It's broken down a little differently. Um, it's top percentages in rifle, pistol. Uh, they have a sniper marksmanship competition as well as a machine gun marksmanship competition. And uh, they take uh, fractions of each one of those competitions, and they receive what's known as the Chief 50s badge, the Chief's 50 badge. Um, but there, there's a lot out there, and it's – I will tell you, as much as it might seem very, very difficult – and it is – it is absolutely attainable. Um, and that's kind of one of the things that I really push to soldiers about they should go to the tag match, they should try this. Um, one, you're, you're learning something. If you have any, um, any enjoyment in marksmanship or shooting in general, you're going to have a good time. Um, it's not run the same way as your standard qualification range. Um, you're given a little more responsibility. You're empowered a little more as an individual competitor There's a lot more expected of you, um, but it's not anything that, again, is insurmountable to the individual shooter. And there's going to be soldiers out there or there are soldiers out there that have absolutely surprised themselves. They're like, oh, I I didn't think I could do this. And then they come out for a couple of years and they're like, wait, I think I can do this. Like I'm actually noticing I'm getting better. I'm now becoming competitive in this. And I had no idea prior to coming out my first or second time.
1: Yeah, and talking about the education piece of it too, I've had the opportunity the last three or four years to mentor new shooters and new teams uh, at the, the state level match, at our tag match. And uh, this year, I kind of was beaming with pride for a bit there because I was uh, uh, in charge of one of the ranges. And one of, the te- one of my teammates from last year, who I had mentored, and it was, it was her first opportunity to uh, shoot the match, I actually got the opportunity to see her coaching somebody else. Uh, and she says you know no this is not how you do it this is how we're going to do this and so you know this is one of those things about the education piece that goes on somebody who had experienced the tag match before was able to use that experience to help coach a new shooter as well so that experience that people get at the tag match doesn't just stay there this is something that these soldiers and airmen will take back to their units and how you know disseminate that information other places so that's part of One of the goals that we have as a a marksmanship training team or section is we want to give a level of skill to all of these shooters and a level of knowledge to all of these shooters for them to be able to take it back to their unit and then cause their unit to become better marksmen through their education and their knowledge. So it kind of just spreads itself. uh, You know, as long as you're doing a good job and putting out good information, that information gets spread. So it was really nice to see that uh, on the range that I was running this year at the tag match.
0: Practice of course, is important in anything, particularly, I would say, shooting. And we have a relatively new resource available to us up in Center
1: uh, Center Stratford, do we not? Yeah, we do. Um, <clears throat> we have a, a baffled range at Center Stratford that's only been there for a short period of time, a couple of years. Um, we do uh, days where as long as you pass a, a an approved safety course at center strafford you can go there to uh, open range day and, and bring your own weapons and shoot but also the marksmanship team We try to get there uh, once a month at a minimum. Sometimes we're there more than that. But what we'll do is we send out communications and, you know, suggesting, hey, we're going to be here. We're training. Uh, We try to get people to come out to those events. So it helps a a few things. It helps identify people who are passionate about shooting, who want to be a part of the marksmanship community. It identifies people who uh, have, you know, the the necessary skills to be successful with that. It gives us an opportunity to coach people who might not be there yet but want to get there. And that's one of the things that everybody who's a part of this community is passionate about is not just shooting our own personal accolades, our own team accolades, but also mentoring and coaching other shooters who are either new or you know been around a bit but could use some assistance with working out the bugs or working out the kinks we we get just as much pride off of making somebody else better as we do improving ourselves and so we do um pretty frequently and in, invite others out to the range and we do host range days where we we go after it pretty good and we do a lot of uh, really intense stuff and we've gotten a lot of good feedback about that i think from the people who we've been able to take um over the past year or two To grow
0: the program, we need more soldiers and airmen to get involved. Obviously, we just got back from nationals. Next year's events aren't probably formally scheduled yet, but what events can we expect next year? We can expect our tag match, regionals, and nationals next year, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And how how can people get uh, involved?
2: The the best thing they can do is look at the flyers that are published by the G3 by the State Marksmanship Program, and Look at those dates. Come out for a training event. All, you, all it takes is either an email telling somebody you're coming out or talk to your readiness NCO or your training NCO, and they can get that taken care of for you, and you show up. You don't need to bring a weapon. You don't really need to bring any equipment. You show up, and the Marksmanship Program will take care of 99.9% of what you need to, what you need to get out there for. If you can't get out there for any of those training events, just sign up for the tag match. And that's your, that's your foot in the door.
1: Yeah, the tag match is definitely, you know, as the major said, it's, it's important to try to get out to the training events that we host, but we understand that not everybody has the ability to do that. But everybody should be given the opportunity to go to the tag match. If we can get, you know, this year we, we had a lot of stuff going on around the time of the tag match, and we weren't able to get the turnout that we l- would have liked. Um, that being said, you know, a typical turnout for us at our match is, is 80-ish, you know, people, we'd like to see that go to a hundred or maybe 120. The more people who go, especially new shooters, when they see how, just how much fun it is, just how exciting it is, they will go back to their units, whether it's immediately or the next drill and they will talk about it. That passion or that excitement is something that can help it grow because other people are going to feed off of that and want to, man, you had a real good time at the tag match. I want to go and do that. So we'd like to see it, you know, 100, 120 people, um, competitors, not just you know people who are working in staff there. But uh, that's how we're going to do it. That's how you get your foot in the door is, is respond to those emails that go out, those flyers that go out, and definitely get yourself involved with the, the tag match.
2: Looking back to my first tag match, I was not, uh, not sold on some of the value of competition. Um, I participated because I thought it would be kind of fun to do. And it really didn't take very much convincing after that to see the value and the improvement Uh, that went along with, with competition. Um, and where I started that many years ago to where I'm at now has been a significant difference, um, in my own skill and my own abilities. Um, and I wouldn't say it's 100% because of competition, but competition drives a lot of that desire to perform, uh, one, one of the things that we, we try and do is we record scores for pretty much every single training event we do. doesn't matter if you went through that and you just got off the flu and you feel terrible that day, but you're still out there in your training, record that score because there's something to learn from what you did uh, that could benefit you another day. Or you can track your progression or you can understand what's going on with whatever part of the shot process that you're having difficulty with for whatever reason. Um, and just staying that that lifelong student of marksmanship, constant improvement, constant training, um, is a derivative that really comes from competition. It really does drive that pursuit of
0: excellence. Major Hayward, Sergeant Comtois, two of the New Hampshire guards, best marksmen. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thank you. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you,
2: though. Fiftieth, fiftieth percentile, at least. Yeah, yeah something so, like so, that. So, yeah, somewhere
1: around top, A. top third.
0: Thanks for listening to your New Hampshire National Guard podcast.